Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Welcome back to Bleacher Birds, episode 70. My name is Jimmy, and my co-host has returned. He's the cunning linguist, the quintessential stud muffin, the man who puts the U in Yoo-Hoo. He's a GM of Masson and the snow miser of Merrill. He had as many passing touchdowns as Patrick Mahomes in this year's Super Bowl, and he didn't get tackled half as much. He's Equalizer, the anti-bubble boy, and the guy who washes his car the day before a snowstorm. He's the Ravens' number one wide receiver, the Boondock Saint, passenger 37. He's the Georgia Peach twice over, Matthausen. Mr. Bean, shut up and take my money. No weapon formed against him shall prosper. The Road Dog, the Dean of Ball So Hard University. He's a KBO enthusiast. A1, the Kitten Whisperer and Cicada Killer. Gas. Big Papa Bump, he stands at six foot four, which is a hell of a lot taller than five foot six. He's the anti-El Tuve. Maverick, the number three starting pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. His ice cream machine is always working. He's the Beach Boy, the Cable Guy, and most importantly, he's the Cabana Man, Matt Gardner. <laughs> Man, full of energy. Full Man, of that I- energy. We took time I- off and now you come back strong. I like it. I am so glad to be back, my friend. It's been two weeks. It's it's honestly been three weeks since we've recorded last because we put one in the tank for when I was on vacation, and then I didn't realize that uh, that you were going on vacation immediately after, so we didn't have anything in the tank for last week. And uh, I, I want to go ahead and, and start things off hot here. I didn't forewarn you about this, but... Uh, we we have a lot of uh, a lot of letters asking us where we were. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people were concerned. Um, More Center said uh, said no uh, no episode of Bleacher Birds this week. Really missed it. Dot dot dot. <laughs> uh, Banana Slapdick at Banana Slapdick goes ahead and uh, and replied back. Yeah, you wonder where those guys went. And uh, you know, guys, we're right here. We're right here. We took a couple weeks off, and uh, I'm sorry that you guys both missed the podcast. We apologize. Uh, we apologize for letting you down. We understand that you guys like to tune in every single week and just listen to what we have to say, and you really tune in for those list episodes just to make sure that you're still on them. And uh, we'll let you guys know we're back. We're not going anywhere. That was our one week off. And um, in the future, we'll make sure we have something in the tank for if uh, either of us go on vacation again. So Bleacher Birds are back. Unlike Kevin Brown, we're here because we care about the Orioles. We care about the Ravens. We care about Baltimore sports. We care about Baltimore. We bleed red, white, yellow, and black for the state of Maryland, but not for the Steelers. (laughs) And purple and black and orange and black for the Ravens and Orioles. We bleed a That's lot. That's a lot of. That's a lot of colors. That's right. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Yeah, that's right, man. You you were you were at the beach. I was at the beach, probably two hours away, but we didn't see each other for a couple weeks there. No. So, so I let me let me go ahead and get started with this one, um, uh, because a lot of people were asking one if it was a joke, and two if uh, if I was okay and my family was okay. I got a lot of DMs on Twitter, and I appreciate everybody reaching out to us. Um, we are okay. 
we took a week off. We were involved in a car accident on the way home. Um, literally five minutes from my house, I was just waiting on a red light to uh, turn green. And as we're stopped at the traffic light, a car literally just slammed into the back of us. Um, I had no chance for any reaction time other than to just yell, hold on. And then, boom, we got uh, rear-ended. Uh, oh, so you saw it coming in the rear view. I saw it coming in the rear view. And uh, I saw the headlights, and I didn't see them slowing down, and there was nothing I could do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, to to make things worse, um, checked on my wife and daughter, got out of the car, told them, said, don't y'all go anywhere. I was getting ready to take a picture of their license plate. And as I was going to take a picture of their license plate, uh, the driver of the other car got out. She said, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. I said, okay. So I'm just going to call 911 then. So I go ahead and I call 911. I don't take a picture of the camera of the license plate. And um, as I'm uh, on the phone with 911, my wife is getting out of the car to go ahead and take a picture of the license plate. And they sped off. They almost hit the hot Irish wife as they were leaving. And they drove off. I don't understand how they drove this car. It's a little black Toyota. Uh, front ends all sorts of dinged up, dented up. Again, I don't even understand how the car still ran, but their car got it worse than theirs. And, um, but everybody's okay. So a little hit and run. Uh, the family's okay. Got some sore backs, sore necks. But other than that, we are okay. Again, I appreciate all the messages from all of Birdland and all the Ravens flock. Um, don't want to shout out anybody because I don't want to let have anybody be left out. Um, with the exception of Matt Soroka, uh, Matt Soroka from Section Three Three Six sent some flowers, which I thought was very nice of him. Um, you know, he he, he sent some roses to my wife, some sunflowers to my daughters. Um, nothing specifically identified to me, which I thought was odd, but uh, but again, very kind gesture. So thank you very much for the flowers, Matt. Oh, I think somebody's trying to get off the list. Oh! (laughs) I didn't even bother to think about that. He might be trying to butter me up to get off the list. I'm reading reading in between the lines here, man. He sends you a gift right away. Dr. (laughs) Matsuroka. You know, he he saw an opportunity and he took it. He did. Yeah, I I didn't even hear about this, man. I didn't. I guess I got to get back on Twitter for real because I didn't know you were in an accident or anything. So yeah, you um the accident went ahead and tweeted about it, and uh, a lot of people were jumping up to see. Uh, they honestly were jumping out to uh, into the DMs to go ahead and see if I was okay. Which again, I all joking aside, I do appreciate. Yeah. So you, this was a hit and run. This was like a hit. This was like a hit. Get out of the car, talk to them, and then run. So you you talk to them, and then they decided to speed off. Yeah, that's insane, man. Did so you snap crazy, a pic before they got away? I, I didn't get a chance to snap a pic before they got away. I was on the phone with, nine, with the 911 operator, and it took 15 minutes for a police officer to arrive. Um, you know, I, I find that interesting because, Matt, this happened at the intersection of Washington Boulevard and uh, Montgomery Road. So you, okay, as far right, as I right. know, exactly where that is. There is a Dunkin' Donuts literally on that road right across the oh, street. Oh, Lord, no, don't. Right <laughs> at that traffic light, there's a Dunkin' Donuts. Cops know exactly where it is. 
I don't understand why there wasn't a police officer uh, at the uh, at the Dunkin' Donuts at the time, just waiting for an accident to happen because that's typically <laughs> what they're doing. Um, maybe they're at Seven Eleven getting coffee, but um, either way, either way, very very disappointing um, by the uh, by the actions of law enforcement during this. But again, I I have nobody but myself to blame for uh, not taking a picture of the license plate. Well, no, you can blame the two a-holes that hit your car and then sped off. Yeah. That's for sure. But I'll just go on the record and say I love Dunkin' Donuts too as well. So I'm right there with the cops. I don't know what's going on, why they weren't there, but I prefer their coffee for 7-Eleven. So they should, they they definitely should have been there. Well, they get 7-Elevens for free. I don't know if they get Dunkin's for free or not. Oh, okay. That might be it. <clears throat> well, it's funny you mentioned a, uh, this was when you got home from the beach. Yes, sir. After a 12 and a half hour drive home, uh, all I wanted to do was go ahead and rest in my own bed. And um, yeah, that got delayed by about a half an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, so it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I had an incident at the uh, at the beach, too. Did you? I did. (laughs) Not as quite as a close encounter as you, but um, I went to this little like surf shop in town, right? Mm hmm looking around shopping around i'm very very protective of my car so i found this nice little like side parking spot and it was behind like a whole line of cars there's there's gonna be nobody parked behind me Mm -hmm. i was behind a car who was like behind like three other cars all parked in a line and uh, we even went upstairs in the surf shop and this is probably giving away a little little too much of my um OCD here, but I looked out the window just to make sure my car was still there. <laughs> Not nobody had run into it or anything. So we made our purchases, walked outside. So I, I get out to my car. I see this little like I, I think it's a ticket on my windshield. So I go to check it. It's not a ticket. Mm-hmm. It's a little hand, handwritten note written in marker. Oh Lord, sorry I hit your car. Here we go. Right, I'm I'm like fuming. I'm like, son of a gun. The car in front of me was, it did have a student driver with a magnet on it. So that's, this is partially my fault. I shouldn't have parked behind him. He must have backed up, hit my car, left a note, said, sorry, I accidentally hit your car. I see no damage. Um, Just in case there is, here's my number. Okay. So I'm fuming. I'm like pissed because this is like, the car is like my treasure right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like you, uh, I mean, my car was five months old. Oh, this is your brand new car. Oh, this is the brand new Chevy Traverse, my friend. Oh, man. I'm imagining it was your Camaro for some reason, but dang. Uh, no, sir. The Camaro's on its last legs. I wouldn't even be that upset if it were to get hit. Mm, yeah, that'd be like a free a free check for a new one, huh? Yeah, that's right. So I no, but I, but no, I checked my car. There was no damage, but the whole... The whole rest of the trip, every time I walked out to my car, I was like looking for a scratch here and there, checking. Like I was listening for every noise while I was driving, every like rattling or like buzzing. I was just like, "What's that? What's that? What's that? Mm-hmm. Is that from? Is that from the guy backing into me? What is this from?" And then I, I'm, I'm just like, it, it ruined like a few days there for me. Oh, absolutely. So my so it, was it, completely ruined. I, I had a week <laughs> of just sitting on the beach in the best weather possible. Yeah. And just enjoying beautiful weather, the ocean, 
I was listening to my podcast and my music, so I was completely removed from, like, everything. I had the mm. hot Irish wife just laying next to me. You know, I mean, I couldn't have asked for more. And everything was great. And you're nice and relaxed. So you take this 12 and a half hour drive home, but you're like, whatever, you're just getting home. And then yeah, as yeah. you're at the traffic light, bam! <laughs> Well, at least you got to enjoy those few days. I mean, I was losing my mind just trying to find some kind of like imperfection in my car, but it would almost been better if he didn't leave the note because there was no damage. There's nothing wrong with it. Only as far as I can tell. Yeah. I have one of those little like um, front bumper. It's actually an Oriole like bumper plate thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, on the outside of the plate, he might've hit that and bent that up. Because that was like that real quick here. Oreo bumper plate thing. <laughs> bumper. Not bumper frame. I mean, not a bumper, not a bumper, but a license plate frame. Think. Okay, how'd that work out for Google? Uh, Rogue Fitness Bill talks bumper plates. Okay, anyway. You know what I'm talking about. The frame. It was probably it was probably a giveaway frame from a game. But the, as far as I could tell, that was the only thing bent up. But I was just thinking he probably just shouldn't have even left a note because it drove me crazy for like three days. Well, I mean, at least he tried to be an honest guy. Did you have yeah, call I mean, the number and speak to him? No, I didn't. I checked the car. That's why I was gonna I was waiting until I, I heard anything or I saw any kind of damage and I was gonna call him, but I didn't see anything, so I didn't even want to get into it because I didn't want to get angry and like talk to somebody while I was angry. You know what I mean? So, folks, we're going to do something special right here. Matt's going to give out a phone number. <laughs> feel free to give this gentleman a call and uh, tell them to learn how to drive. And that number, Matt, is... <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Uh, if, I, if, if I was quick enough, I'd look up your phone in my in my, uh, in my cell phone. But um, I, have you ever left a note on somebody's car? Did you ever back into somebody and leave a note or anything? No, I'm responsible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that is kind of responsible to leave. I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad you left the note. I'm a cautious driver. The, Matt, the last time I got into a car accident when it was my fault was when you and I were driving through the uh, driving <laughs> through the streets of Wynwood when I first got my driver's license and I slammed into the back of somebody. <laughs> but in all fairness, yeah. Jack Wagon never used a turn signal to indicate that he was turning into his driveway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that should be his fault, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but anyway, I don't know. I did. Th- I did think it would be kind of. I-, I was so angry. I was like, you know what? This ruined my trip. I should just put this random note on somebody else's car. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody will think somebody hit them. They'll call the number. They'll get into an argument. That's ridiculously evil, and I love it. <laughs> I did not do that though. Oh man. All right. Well, today's podcast has turned into Matt and Jimmy talk about their vacations. Uh, Well, it's just a coincidence. We both had a traffic incidents. I'll tell you what, since we're uh, since we're talking about people that are aggravating us, people that are uh, people that that are just, well, should I say it? I guess I'll say it. Pissing us off. Um, Buster Olney. Uh, Buster Olney. So reporter for uh, what's he? For ESPN, yep, at Buster underscore ESPN. Uh, apparently, uh, 
pictures have been released of Buster Olney's wife or daughter with Mike Elias. And um, so Buster now has been harping on the Orioles as of late. Um, let's see. As of yesterday, with a 311 winning percentage, the Orioles are on path to win 50 to 51 games. They would be the first MLB team to lose at least 108 games in three straight full seasons since the expansion in 1962 to 65 Mets. Uh, Again, I simply replied back, the only logical sense for this recent reporting by Buster is he walked in on Elias and Buster's wife or daughter. Uh, no, no reply back from Buster. Big surprise. He's being the bigger man, but but him... Oh, so this was, this was your tweet. This wasn't like a news story. Okay. So you're just... You're, this, you're was besmirching, Buster, um, this was Buster tweeting followed up by me tweeting. Okay, so you're besmirching Mike Elias here for no reason. I'm just saying that Mike Elias had to have slept with Buster's wife or daughter because of the fact <laughs> that Buster now all of a sudden has a hard on for Baltimore. But this is this is all hearsay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Buster also must not necessarily be aware of the fact that uh, the highest ever at Baseball America ranking for the Orioles farm system now number two. They're the number two farm system in all of baseball. But um, yeah. Here we go. August 16th, my friend. I was on vacation. The Orioles in August. One win, 12 losses, 43 runs scored, 111 runs allowed. The team's run differential for the season is now at negative 201. Wow. Excellent reporting by Buster. I went ahead and replied with a uh, gif of the cops from Super Troopers offering Farva a gun to shoot himself. Oh, man. I feel like you're going to keep hitting him, right? I feel like you should. Yeah, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on Buster. I'm I'm looking to get in the, uh, gain the old block from him. We'll see if I can't get it. But, um, you know, it, he's clearly got a hard-on for Baltimore. He's like, he's pointing out things that everybody already knows. We know the Orioles are bad. We know we mm-hmm. suck. It's called a rebuild, Buster. Get used to it. And the whole thing is the fact of, if you're going to get on the Orioles for being terrible, oh, they're terrible, they're doing things the wrong way, yada, yada, yada. Where was this reporting on the Astros six years ago or whenever it was, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where was the reporting on them? Now all of a sudden that Baltimore is doing it, it's an issue. You know, you, you've seen those shirts of where it's like Baltimore versus everybody or whatever it is. It, it truly is. It seems like every time that we do anything in Baltimore, it seems like it's the wrong thing to do, you know? Yeah, maybe it was because he was he, he was the Orioles reporter for a couple of years. Was he? Yeah, I think like ninety five, ninety six, something like that. He's, he's got a bad taste or something. But yeah, he he's got to harp on some other teams along with this. Like, the, what about the Marlins and the and the Phillies? What about them? Yeah, the, the most recent. I mean, ones, the Astros. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, he he's got a point that our farm system is like. No, to his point, our farm system is stronger now because we've been losing, but that's what every team does in a rebuild. Right. In two years, Buster's not invited to the uh, invited to the parade. He's not invited to the World Series ceremony. I don't want to see him in Camden Yards. When the <laughs> Orioles are in the playoffs in two years, I don't want to see Buster in Camden Yards. He needs to stay the hell out of our stadium. Yeah. When, when was the last time the Orioles were in the playoffs? Do you remember what year? Was it 2016? 16, I believe. That's not that long ago. Four years. And Five you, years. And you got and you got a half season thrown in there, so that doesn't even count. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's that long. 
this definitely came out of nowhere. Absolutely. So I don't know if you're hearing this, Matt, but I'm trying to crunch into the uh, recorder as we're recording. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing some crunching. What is that? You're crunching numbers over there? I'm crunching some uh, Chipotle uh, chips here. (laughs) Okay. So... That's gonna be that's gonna be good for the listeners. Yeah, well, you know, I'm here for them. <laughs> so, um, well, I got a little announcement here, and this is a little special announcement since it's been three weeks, and I'm sure people have missed out on this one. Um, Buster, only for all this hard reporting on uh on Baltimore and noting every single thing that we do wrong, and uh, not aware that it's rebuild and saying that we're doing the rebuild wrong. Um, but Buster only, you're not allowed in Camden Yards, but where you are allowed is a list. So add him to the list, Matt. Buster only added to the idiot list. Oh, he's on. I was ready for this one. Yes, sir. So, Matt, we went ahead. We bashed, uh, Buster only for bashing the Orioles. Um, so I think it's our turn to go ahead and bash the Orioles. Um, okay. Matt, in two weeks, I, I two weeks ago, I finally got my prayers answered. I, I finally got what I've been waiting for for two years now. Pat Valeka, DFA. <sighs> Pat the Bat, DFA from Baltimore. Okay. So designated for assignment. Anybody is absolutely free to pick him up. And where does he end up? Norfolk. Matt, in Norfolk. No other major league baseball team wanted Pat Valeka. So now he's back with us. So now he's back with Norfolk. You can't get rid of him, man. He's like a he's like a little he's a tick. He's a hemorrhoid. Just just hanging on there. He's a he's he's a hemorrhoid. You need some Ben Gate on, on there. Uh, I don't know, man. Other people we've replaced him with haven't really been uh lighting it up. <laughs> Well, I mean, the people that we've replaced him with, I mean, didn't we replace him with um, Jorge Mateo? Yeah, and I do like his uh, his speed once like, he gets on base. He's the fastest man alive, so I absolutely love that. I love watching him. Uh, he stretched a single into a triple. It was amazing. Like, it was as soon as he got called up. and uh, But... <laughs> Where does he actually play? Because he's played shortstop, he's played second base, he played left field for a game. Like, what is this guy a natural? Does he look natural anywhere? I don't think he looks natural anywhere, but he says <laughs> that his favorite place to play is shortstop. Yeah, it looks like he, he – to me, the, the, the way he's playing the infield, I think he's a little more comfortable there. I've seen him make some pretty good plays over there. Yeah. Whether that's second base, third base, whatever. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him at third base. I mean, that, it seems like every other day I forget who our third baseman is, so might as well. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, so he seems to be uh, seems to be gaining a cult following on Orioles Twitter. Um, yeah, and and again, I mean, he's performing. He had uh, what was that? I think he had like a 12 game hit streak or something of that sort last week. Um, I haven't truly been paying enough attention to the Orioles. As again, I just got off vacation, and um, you know, getting busy at work and uh, and things of that sort. So I haven't been able to pay as much attention as I'd like. I go ahead and turn on the Oriole game as soon as they go down by four 
uh, four runs or more, I go ahead and turn the remote off to the hot Irish wife, and she turns on horses. Horses. Well, it, the, the show is called Heartland, but I call it Horses because it's a oh, show about right. people that raise horses. That's right. We've talked about this before. Yes. Just get, gets me every time now. Yes. Now, well, yeah. now she's watching Yellowstone. Do you know about Yellowstone? I heard about that. Kevin Costner? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kevin Costner, man. He had a, he had a big uh, baseball week this past week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of, uh, kind of jumping all over the place, but uh, hey, I'm all for it. It's Bleacher Birds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kevin Costner has a uh, has a big week. Uh, Field of Dreams game happens. Uh, this happened while I was uh, while I was on vacation, so I didn't get to see a lot of it. I got to see a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. got to see the White Sox and the Yankees come out of the uh, come out of the cornfield. Um, all the White Sox players shaking hands with Kevin Costner, uh, a la the movie, um, <laughs> basically saying thank you before going over there. That had to be awkward. Can you imagine? I mean, I get what they're trying to redo, but like Kevin Costner just like out there. Meanwhile, he's got like these all-star baseball players walking over to him saying, thank you. Thank you. And just like, he didn't do nothing. He <laughs> didn't do nothing. I'm just here. Well, I mean, he was you, an actor playing the role, so yeah, you could say his popularity and the way he played that caused yeah. that game to happen, which was pretty cool, man. I, I mean, I would have loved to have seen that. I love Field of Dreams movie, mm-hmm. and um, I was waiting for this game. It was supposed to happen last year, but it got canceled because of the shortened season. But this just happened to be the night, the one night that we were driving down to North Carolina. Oh no. So I missed it. I had to watch little clips here and there, but I saw like enough of what happened. Like I saw him walk out of the cornfield. Yeah. Saw Kevin Costner walk out, walk out there. <laughs> I was just thinking these guys are so young. Like most yeah. of the players right now, they might not have even seen Field of Dreams. So you know, so they got to walk. They, they got to walk out and shake Kevin Costner's hand. Some of them were probably uh, like, "Who the heck?" Is that? I'm thinking that they need to have a game. Um. But it needs to be in Camden Yards. But it needs to be uh, the Cleveland team. No, boy. I can't call them the the Indians, but it has to be the Cleveland team. And it can be Cleveland versus versus the White Sox, as a matter of fact. (laughs) And Charlie Sheen can be on the mound, and everybody can go out and thank him. Thank you. Thank you. Is Is he alive? Charlie Sheen? Yeah, I know he had some crazy stuff going on. I just haven't heard his name in like years. Oh man, see now we're now we're going off the rails again. It's good to be back, Matt. <laughs> no, nah, I'm pretty sure he's alive. I'm just bringing up the point that he has like fallen off the face of the earth. He that is... might not be the best. That might not be the best choice to have come out to Camden Yards. Fifty-five years old, my friend. Fifty-five years old. Yeah, but he was living pretty rough there. Yeah, well, you know I say Camden Yards, though, right? Yeah, because that's where they filmed uh, Major League, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or Major League Two or whatever it was. Everybody should really be walking up to the warehouse and saying, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, but the, the Field of Dreams game, it looked cool. I was I was hoping they were going to do the whole series there. Why wouldn't they play three-game series there? Because that would make too much sense. I mean, you, you got one chance to watch this damn game on a Thursday night. Matt, my favorite thing about this game is all of the Yankees fans whining and complaining about 
little league regulations as far as like the measurements of the field and everything. Cause you know, uh, it's, you know, spoiler alert, the game happened two weeks ago, but Tim Anderson goes ahead and crushes a home run uh, mm-hmm. to go ahead and win the game. And one of the Yankees complaining, like instantly goes ahead and quotes, uh, here we go. <laughs> I love this. He tweets out, you can't win every night. This was a weird game in a gimmicky ballpark. No stat cast data, no strike zone, juiced baseballs, corn-driven humidity, etc. Go win your next two in a real ballpark. Jameson Talon is on the mound Saturday. I trust him. Score for him. Win the series. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so, it, how, how dare any Yankee fan call out any stadium for being gimmicky? Or for having a small, uh, a, a small field size, like like a small home run derby, like it, yeah, exactly. it's a little field in New York, like what the hell, dude? And we're not even touching on the corn-driven humidity. By the way, if, <laughs> if you want to reach out to this jackass, it's at Gary Sanchez RBW two. That's a new stat that they're going to add to the books, man. Corn-driven humidity. Corn-driven humidity. What's your ERA in corn-driven humidity? Yeah, why don't we get the uh, numbers nerds behind that one and tell us about uh, tell us about corn-driven humidity? I can see it now. CDH. My CDH was ten that year. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the game was cool, and apparently a lot of people did too, because it was like the highest-rated baseball game since like early 2000s or whatever it was. I don't know the exact number, but it was like the highest rated baseball game in a long time. In July 13th, so, 2014. What, what, what game was that? It was the Orioles against the Kansas City Royals. Really? That was the highest rated since then? Matt, Are you kidding? You that, I've got some oceanfront property in Nevada I can sell you too. <laughs> well, it was just so specific. I was just like, you can't, you can't just be pulling this out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't think MLB or anybody in the MLB shouldn't be complaining because that's where their paycheck's coming from is viewers and fans. Right. And people people obviously love this game and they wanted to watch more of it. So I think and they're doing it again next year. Corn-driven humidity and all. Yeah. yeah I think uh, next year, what, it's the uh, Reds and somebody else next year, right? That's going to be the name of this podcast, corn-driven humidity. <laughs> How about corn-driven stupidity? That's what it should be. And that's that's going to be the name of my next solo project. Is, is this heaven? He's loved dope. Now get the hell out of here. Uh, but anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about the uh, Field of Dreams game. Uh, before that, though. Uh, before that, we were talking about Orioles, and somehow it got driven into corn-driven humidity. Okay. So why, don't, why don't we try to get a little bit back on track here? Um, Matt, the Orioles haven't won a game since. I'm going to give you multiple choices here. Okay. A, Pat Valeka's DFA. Uh, B, uh, since the Orioles won a game when the cat came on the field in New York. C, since we last recorded the podcast. Or D, all of the above. 
Oh man, it's been so long. I'm gonna say D all the above. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> we have a winner. So Matt, we're up to 18. The losing streak is at 18. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it. So we joked about it. We've talked about it previously uh, in this podcast. Oh, and 21. Will the Orioles get to their, uh, what do you call it? I guess team high or team low of oh, and 21 this year. And uh, mm. before you answer this, I'll have you know I did a survey because, you know, I enjoy doing Twitter surveys. And I said, do the Orioles hit a 21-game losing streak? Hashtag Birdland. Yeah. So, um, first I, off, smell, I, smell a, before, I smell a weekly back out here. Before you answer this, uh-huh. before you answer this, I want, what do you think our followers said? Let's yes see. No. Followers. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they did. We got some pessimistic people out there. We do have some pessimistic people. As a matter of fact, 73 percent of our followers said that the Orioles would hit the <laughs> 21 game losing streak. All right. Well, what do you say? Because I, I I smell a weekly bet coming here, but I want to know if we agree or if we can make a make this our wager. Um, I do not think that we're going to hit the 21-game winning uh, losing streak. I think in the okay. next three games, we will win a game. Okay. So I did check this out. Um, we got the Angels coming into town. Mm-hmm. We got our boy Otani. He's actually going to be pitching Wednesday. I'm thinking about grabbing a ticket and heading down there to watch him. Oh, yeah. Because who, who, knows, who knows when that will happen again. So that might be a good idea to buy a ticket for that one. It's not a bad idea. I'm off Wednesday. Hey, I'll go if you go. All right. Let me uh, let me check with the hot Irish wife. Make sure she doesn't. This is going to be like a once in a once in a while situation here. Tiny's going to be pitching. Yeah, knocking knocking balls into the flag court. So I'm actually going to the ball game on Friday as it is too. So just like uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, again, I'll check with the boss and see what she says. All right. All right. But um, what is it? Is the Angels a three-game series? Uh, you got to make me open up the app that I just closed. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> inconvenient, Matthew. So inconvenient. One, two, three. Yes. Yes, the three-game three series against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah, and they're not doing that great this year. But if you're if you're going to say they're not going to – if you're going to say they're not going to reach that streak, I'll go ahead and say they are. All right. You make it a little fun here. Put it on the board. <laughs> there so, it is. There's our bet. That, while we're talking about it, um, and I know we already did our bet, but let's make a second bet. Second bet here, Matthew. Knowing that Otani is pitching for one of the two games, and I know that he hits when he actually pitches too. Will he hit? Over or under one and a half home runs. Oh, I'm going. I'm going over. All right. So you think in three game series he hits two home runs? Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I'll take the under on that. Okay. And you can put it on the 
board. Yeah, I'm not betting against him again, especially since John Means just pitched, so he's going to miss him. So, Matt, I'll tell you uh, what I believe that Shohei Otani will hit less than one home run in this series. Okay. Because former National League MVP frontrunner Freddie Freeman came up to uh, play against the Orioles, and even though his Braves swept the Orioles, uh, Freddie Freeman went homerless. Absolutely homerless this weekend. Well, Freddie, Fre- Freddie Freeman isn't going to be the 2021 MVP of the league. Not saying he's bad, but he's no Otani right now. Well, you got to remember, Freddie Freeman plays in the National League. Otani plays in the American League. There's an American League and a National League MVP. You could, you could say you could, you might as well give Otani the MVP for the National League too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it works that way. This will be the first year it happened, and I wouldn't argue with it. All right. No, but I think he's going to feast on this this pitching that we got going against him here. Mm-hmm. Not saying I don't like our guys, but he's gonna he's gonna get back on track here. I, I think he's up to forty home runs, right? Matt, I think he's up. He may be up to forty one already. Yeah, but... he did slow down a tiny bit, but still forty one home runs. He's got a two seven nine ERA. I, he's going to come to Oriole Park, and it's going to be like a, it is going to be like a little league park for him. So, Matt, if uh... If Otani faces Keegan Aiken, I'm pretty sure you can put him on four home runs that game. Yeah. He he only has to face Keegan Aiken three times to hit four home runs off of him. <laughs> oh, man. This is, you're going to be replacing Chuck Norris jokes with uh, Shohei Otani pretty soon. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Uh, we, we, can, <laughs> we, can go ahead and, uh, we can go ahead and try to make that a thing. <laughs> hey, Matt, just real quick, just because we talked about uh, our polls a little bit earlier. Uh, about five days ago, I tried to figure out whether or not I should record a podcast uh, with a guest or solo or whether I should just skip it. Mm-hmm. Tweet out, said, so uh, at Bleacher Matt is on vacation this week. Should I find a guest, record solo, or just skip this week? Hashtag Birdland. So your options were guest, solo, or skip it. And okay. uh, Matt, do you have a winner? I don't want to hear. I probably don't want to hear this. What's going? What is it? So fifty percent said that I should go ahead and get a guest. Okay. Another fifty percent said I should go solo. Hmm. So I opted for option number three, and I skipped it. That's great. (laughs) So hundred hundred. So what you're saying is a hundred percent didn't care if I was there or not. Yeah. I mean, you're saying that. I'm not saying it. That's what the polls have shown. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, that's fair. That's what you're pulling from this one. All right. Well, uh, Matt, why don't we get into some happier (laughs) news? Uh, Kevin Brown is gone from the broadcast booth. Um, It started on August 13th. Not that I've been counting or enjoying the time without Kevin Brown. Uh, But Kevin Brown is not necessarily calling the games for the Orioles on TV. I did hear that apparently he's calling the games on the radio right now. But um, he's gone, and TV broadcasts have gotten a lot better. So who's in there now? Scott and, uh, Scott and Ben? Um, actually, I believe it's Jim Palmer and Scotty G. Scott Garcia. Okay, cool. Well, that's good, too. Yeah. 
I don't mind that combo as much as Kevin Brown and anybody else. Yeah, and, and again, if if the Orioles wanted the world to burn, they would just go ahead and put Kevin Brown, Jeff Arnold on the uh, on the television broadcast. While, while we're talking about the Orioles, I, I I wanted to get into this. I wanted to um I wanted to talk about this John Means bobblehead game, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we talk about we, uh, talk about John Means bobblehead? So you went to that game, right? Yes, sir. I did. Yeah, and I saw your where you were sitting. You had some pretty good seats for that special occasion and all. Yes, sir. So the uh, the seats were purchased by uh, by Mama Mason um, for her granddaughter uh, for graduating high school, and uh, yeah, so we got to sit right over on the third base dugout side, and um, what was it? Austin Riley playing third base. We were so close to Austin Riley that he farted, and we could smell it. No oh, boy. Yes, sir. It's uh, not your Braves. Bird. And that was your Braves team, so you guys probably were loving it, right? On the third sure. base side. Sure. Um, well, that, that's good. Uh, this was not part of my five-game season plan. Mm-hmm. I'll just start off by saying that. So, <clears throat> Jay, our buddy Jay usually handles that for us. He gets the ticket plan and picks out our games and looks at the prices of everything. But he was away, so I was going to get the bobbleheads for us, right? <laughs> and yes. we couldn't trade in. We, we couldn't trade in our tickets for that specific game because it was a premium game, right? Anyway, I went to buy tickets, two upper deck tickets, because sometimes I like I I do like sitting in the upper deck all by myself. Uh-huh. Guess what the price of a ticket? Two rows back from the very, very top of the upper deck, all around the stadium. I checked every section all the way around of the sections that were actually open. Mm. So guess what the price was for a second from the top seat? $22. If you said that, I would say you were crazy, but it was even more than that. It was 27 bucks. What? 27 bucks for one ticket to sit second row from the top no matter where you were sitting. I could see it if it was behind the plate, but this was like off to the sides. This is everywhere. 27 bucks against the Atlanta Braves. I guess that's what did it. That, dude, that's but absolutely ludicrous. It is insane. It, it's insane that it's 27 bucks for... I, I, and this is just me and one other person going. So it was like 50... Uh, whatever it was. Four dollars, my friend. 54 bucks, whatever. But and then, and here's the other part I got it online. And now that Orioles are going through Ticketmaster, you get two, you get a service charge for each ticket, which was 450 for each ticket. Mm-hmm. And then you get a handling fee, which is $4. So, what's the difference between a service fee and a handling fee? I, I'll never be able to figure out. Matt, so that's, by, that's another, that's another 1250 on top of it. By time you get done going to this game on Wednesday, you should have just bought the forty-hour monthly pass. Yeah, you're right. Because then I could just walked up there and sat even closer than that, right? Yeah, yeah. I paid sixty-six bucks for two tickets. I got down there. Parking was jacked up to fifteen bucks this year. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to complain about the stadium for the next couple minutes. So it's it's coming. All right, go ahead. I'm gonna eat a chip. <laughs> $15 parking now. They've raised it from 10 from last year. You, you, you drive into the parking lot. The, the parking attendants are trying to tell you where to park. 
for 15 bucks, I'm going to park my car wherever I want it. Right. I'm not going to squeeze it in between two big ass like SUVs and have them banging up my doors. I'm going to drive down a couple lanes and park wherever I want it. So the parking attendants can go do something else. Cause 15 minutes after the game starts, they disappear anyway. And who the, who the hell knows where they go? Matt, you're not watching parking attendant. I, I got to go ahead and throw this one out there. When I went up to, uh, to the game with my tickets, um, the gentleman, uh, right before you go ahead and get your ticket scanned where you pay for your parking, um, he was very, very argumentative of me. And just, you, know, you got two lanes. Go into either lane, either lane. So I go into the other lane. And sure enough, they scam it. I'm like, oh, uh, you should have been in the other lane. <laughs> what? Well, you see what I mean? That... <laughs> so they let me over. And I come over. Now, I'm waiting for the guy that's telling you where to park to literally mm-hmm. get out of my way so that I can drive. Um, because he's confused because there's no parking spots where he's trying to wave me towards. Eventually, he steps to the side, and when he drops something. And so, <laughs> I can't help myself because curiosity is a, uh, is a fault of mine. So he drops something, he goes ahead and picks it up. What does he pick up? He picks up his pack of new ports. So when he picks up his pack of new ports, he says, you know what, now's about as good of a time to smoke as any. So he goes ahead and whips out his new porch and lights one up while while he's working, while he's quote-unquote working, quotation marks, uh, just goes ahead and, and fires up. Uh, and I, I, I don't know, where do you stand on that? I mean, I know you're not one for smoking. Um, I'm not one no. for smoking either. But do you feel like even if your job is lot attendant or parking guru, Should you be allowed to smoke while you're on the job? I'll tell you this. If any of that smoke got in my car from when I had to interact with that parking attendant for a second, Mm -hmm. I'd be, I'd be extremely upset and my car would be parked. My car would be parked in the backside of that attendant. What was your window still down? (laughs) No, I'm just saying if you rolled up to a guy and had to pay him or whatever, and you're, and he was smoking, and he was taking your money, and he blew smoke in your car. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd be extremely upset. Just be like, here, but you I, take a little whiff of this. I can't wait till we're, we live in a world where like smoking doesn't exist anymore. Like people finally realize how bad it is for you. Yeah, but um, that's my opinion of it. But I, I figure with like COVID and all, people would be a little bit smarter about it too, because you can actually see the smoke coming out of somebody's mouth, and that's a pretty good indicator of where their breath is going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty disgusting now that you think about it. Now you think what might be in that smoke. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the following segment has been brought to you by Dare. That's Dare right. Yes, to learn about drugs. Yeah, those t-shirts worked on me, man. Clearly. Um, but the parking attendance is just the start of the problem for the Oriole Park these days. I don't know if you've noticed this, like slide and like service and like this welcoming feeling or whatever. Oh yeah, the state that the stadium is like losing like rapidly, but that was just the start of it, man. So I'm I'm like 66 down plus 15. I'm like 81 bucks down before we even step into the stadium, right? Mm-hmm. This is for two people. I can't imagine like a fan. Like my my brother goes to the game with his wife and takes three kids. Think about that that ticket. You can't do it. You can do it once a year. 
Matt, the sad thing is, is that we should have messaged you and told you to come down and sit with us because um, our entire row was empty except for us. <laughs> we should have done that, man. I guess that's what they're expecting everybody to do with those prices. Just sit wherever you want. Yeah. But the Orioles shouldn't be doing that, man. The tickets should be – they should be giving tickets away. $5 tickets for the rest of the year. The way this team is playing and the, the talent that you're seeing. Matt, I remember it was a couple of years ago when in September – I would go ahead and I got a seat right behind home plate for eight bucks. <laughs> I mean, it was, to... it was the day of the game and it was about an hour before the game started. And I was like, yeah, eh, what the hell? Let me just see what's going on. StubHub. And all of a sudden, boom, eight dollars right behind home plate. Yeah, that's 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 the way it should be. First come, first serve for that. I played that hand a second time back when they had their uh, WWF uh, WrestleMania game where they were giving away the Hulk Hogan uh, Oriole bird. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took my nephew Chase down. And again, we were about 10 rows back behind home plate. And I'm telling you, the tickets were like 10 or 12 bucks. Yeah. Well, so that's the way I it have... should be, man. It, it, they should be heavily discounted at this point. Absolutely. I don't know. You remember that place? Um, I don't know if they even still exist anymore. <laughs> this might not be a good example because they might not exist anymore. Remember CC's Pizza? Yeah. <laughs> the Orioles for the last month of the season need to like adopt that business strategy. Cheapest ticket prices as possible, just to jam as many people as they can into those doors. Yeah, I mean, you're no getting how bad for quality-wise, but you're still exactly paying. yeah. You're getting what you get, what you pay for quality-wise, but you're still getting pizza. You get what That's you're what paying quality-wise, but you're still getting baseball. Right? Yeah, you, you you're excited by the price, so you jam, you go in there, you have fun while you're while you're there, mm-hmm. and then afterwards you feel like crap. Pretty much the same. It's the same model, right there, of an Oreo. Yeah, game. I mean, you you, you come Except in. You come in, you've got yourself a thin crust pizza with like, you know, 25% sauce on it. Uh, that's got cheese all over the place. That's nowhere near the sauce. You, you've got the greasiest crust in the world. Um, and that's basically your Keegan Aiken right there. And then, um, but then you, you find out that you've also got those delicious cinnamon bites and those, uh, and, and the brownie desserts. And you can help yourself to as many of those as you want. And um, that right there would be your Jorge Mateo. And, <laughs> um, you know, then, then of course, if you've got the option to go back there and, you know, try to get them to make a pizza that, that you would enjoy, like going back there and asking them to make a pineapple pizza, um, at which point they will go ahead and, frown at you and um, give you dirty looks uh, and go back there and make it anyway and in that case that would be the dead fish uh, Cesar Valdez <laughs> well you get my point right you gotta you gotta you gotta please the fans here and you know what you had we had some good times at CC's Pizza after dodgeball nights you know what I'm saying I'll tell you what if people aren't enjoying this conversation about CC's Pizza right now they can just go ahead and turn this podcast off and go straight to hell <laughs> That does remind me. Remember the time we were at CC's Pizza and that tray of brownies came out? Everybody was waiting for that tray of brownies. And then some lady walks up, grabs the whole tray from under the the warming thing, mm-hmm. 
I guess she had been waiting longer than everybody else. And I don't think anybody was going to argue with her because she just t- took the whole damn tray back to her table. It's funny, Matt, because you remember it as a lady. I remember it as Mogul. <laughs> it was... <laughs> and that's only funny to you, me, and Todd. But you no, know, wait a minute. you're the only one that's listening, so to hell with everybody. It was not Mogul. Mogul did not do that. We We have some stories about Mogul. And some crazy things that he's done, but he has never taken a tray of brownies from CC's when clearly there was about 20 people waiting for him. <laughs> don't, don't you put anything, anything past Mogul. I wouldn't put it past him, but he did not do that this time, at least. Oh, man. Not the time I'm talking about. It's pretty good. When, when, the, when was the last time we went off the rails and actually talked about Dodgeball Story? I'm so glad that we're back. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. Yeah, it only took a couple weeks off, right? Yeah. Well, this is what happens when the Orioles are absolutely terrible, my friend. We we complain about game time, about uh, game experiences. We talk about playing dodgeball and going to CC's Pizza thirty five years ago, and uh, you know <laughs> what? <laughs> that's that's what we do here. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, again, the bigger point is the bigger point like is the Orioles. The Orioles aren't playing well, and when they're not playing well, little things like this really get highlighted. <laughs> and the prices you're the prices you're paying for these Oriole games lately is like it's too much to ask of a fan. So I'm not surprised there's barely anybody in the stand Saturday night. Yeah. So, well, Matt, we talk about the fact that the Orioles aren't necessarily playing too well. Um, however, something that we've been asking for that well that other fans have been asking for for a long, long stretch of time uh, that actually made Master Rock one of my favorite people in the world as he just started trolling people left and right. Um, Happy Jemai Jones Day to you, my friend. Happy (laughs) Jemai Jones Day. Uh, Jemai Jones officially called up um, in a related move, Richie Martin, uh, not Ricky, Richie, uh, was optioned back to AAA Norfolk. Uh, Michael Franco was DFA'd as well. They said, you know what, let's just get rid of two people because that's how good Jemai Jones is going to be. Um, actually, we claimed the right-handed pitcher Connor Green from the Dodgers as well. But Jemai Jones is on the Orioles. He has made the Major League squad. He's going to lead this team to at least one victory to guarantee that we don't go to 0-21. Jemai Jones, the savior, he may as well be Jesus Jones. Jesus Jemai Jones is an order. <laughs> well, I know you're you're half kidding, but I'm actually excited about this just because uh, Richard Martin seems like a nice guy. I was never a huge fan of him. Um, I don't mind the move of him back to AAA, so good luck to him. Mm. But I, I, did, I do want to see Jemai Jones. I, I want to see what he can do. How do you just something feel about new. the DFAing Some... of uh, Michael Franco? Oh, I think I mentioned earlier, like I every other day I forget who the third baseman is. So yeah, that ain't bo- that ain't bothering me too much. If I might not even remember he was on the team in a couple of days. All right. Yeah. So, so uh, I, I definitely don't mind. I just want to see like some of these trades we've uh, we've highly touted trades we've had in the past couple of years work out, and um, it's it's time to see. This and the beginning of next year, I think it's time to see some of these people come up. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what uh, we'll have to see what number Jemai comes up with when he comes up. 
Uh, frankly, I'm hoping for the uh, the illustrious number 37, but uh, <laughs> I believe that number is usually reserved for pitchers. So maybe Grayson Rodriguez will come up with that number next year. Uh, you know he will. It seems like all the starting pitchers start with that number. Dylan Bundy, Kevin Gossman, Grayson <laughs> Rodriguez. All right, so Matt, how about some happy news here? Uh, Ryan Mountcastle's back. Uh, two homers in his last two games. Um, Mountcastle returns from concussion protocol, um, and it looks like he is back in uh, back in form. Yeah, he he hit a home run the game we were at. Was that the first game he played? Uh, no, I don't believe it was the first game he played. But what was funny about that was just before that happened, um, Alyssa, our wonderful, uh, wonderful daughter, was uh, talking about the Braves and um, about how the Orioles didn't have runs or they didn't have as many runs and they don't have a home run or something of that sort. And um, I said, well, I said, this guy right here, somebody that could do it. And then two pitches later, Home run, Ryan Mountcastle. So I'm not saying I yeah. called it, but I kind of called it. He's back, baby. He is back. Yeah, it's good to see, man. Where was he playing? Was he playing first base when he came back? Yes, sir. In, he was uh, not in the outfield. That's good. Mancini was DH, I believe. So uh, Mountcastle was was at first. I think they just switched positions though, because it looks like Mancini is a little banged up now, right? Yeah. I think he's day to day, but he's a little banged up, so he should be uh he should be DHing for a little bit there, and we get to see Mount Castle at first again, mm. where he probably should be playing. Exactly. We want you to play first base for the Oakland A's. Okay. Well, I've only ever played catcher, Scott. You're not a catcher anymore. If you were, our call wouldn't been the only one you got when your contract expired. Yeah, hey, listen, no, I I appreciate it. You're welcome. But the thing the thing is, is uh you don't know how to play first base. Scott? That's right. It's not that hard, Scott. Tell him, watch. It's incredibly hard. Oh, Adley Rushman. Uh we didn't talk about this. Adley got promoted to triple A. So that happened while I was on vacation. That was good to see. Yeah. It, it, it took about you know, how long was the minor league season? What was it, like three months? <laughs> so it took about two and a half months too long? Well, you know, he um, he rose up pretty quick through all the all the levels there. But I don't know. I, I just I, I think I don't really like Norfolk. It's just because the players disappear there and we don't really see them because mm-hmm. they're not close to home. I, I just don't hear, hear as much out of Norfolk. So. Whether this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Did Did you get a chance to see him play at uh, Bowie? Yes, sir, I did. Okay, good. At least you got to watch a game with him because there's no way we're driving to Norfolk. You know, that's like three, four hours away. So, yeah, there's uh, there's absolutely no chance of that whatsoever. Um, as yeah. Fact, actually, I was looking because I believe there's somebody else that's rising up the ranks pretty quickly. I mean, we talked about Gunnar Henderson. He's a he's in uh, is he in he's in Bowie now, right, Gunnar? He, he might still be at uh, Aberdeen. Delmarva? Aberdeen. 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 That's where yeah. he's at. But meanwhile, I, I feel like uh, Jordan Westberg is, uh, has moved up. I, I can't recall if he's in Bowie or if he's in uh, if he's yeah, in, not, uh, Norfolk I yet. 
I haven't heard about him in a little bit, but I'm just saying Norfolk. I mean, that's where. Here we go. Uh, Jordan Westberg, uh, first double A hit as a double three days ago. Oh, okay, good. So he is a Bowie. So Westberg's in Bowie. We got um, Gunnar Henderson in Delmarva. We've got uh, Rushman up in Norfolk. Uh, I mean, all of these guys are moving. They're they're moving all over the place. They're moving their way up. And I'm telling you, two, three years, we're going to start seeing these guys. Um, the middle of our infield is going to be Westberg and uh, Henderson. And you're going to have uh, Adley go ahead and gunning them down to second base with these two guys in the middle infield. I don't necessarily know. I guess Ryan Mountcastle is our future for the first base. We have no idea who our future is for third base. But, you know, it's it's starting to come together. Yeah. I did hear about a, a third baseman down there. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's having a good year. Sounds like Westberg, like, leapfrogged a couple people because he – didn't he get drafted the same time as Henderson? Yeah, he got he got drafted at the same time as him, but it's funny because Henderson's actually still higher on the rankings. It could be a thing where they just want to see him play every day. <clears throat> yeah, and we don't so, really, really should look into where they are, I guess. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. I don't mind handling that. So our top uh, top 10 prospects right now, we got Adley at one, Grayson at two, D.L. Hall at three, Gunnar Henderson number four. Colton Kowser has been absolutely lighting it up in, uh, in the leagues that he's in right now, Matthew. Um, he's our number five <laughs> prospect. He actually leaped, a, leaped ahead of Jordan Westberg at six. Okay, good. So, uh, Jordan, formerly a uh, top five prospect, now number six there, uh, just because, again, Colton Cows are just absolutely lighting it up down there. Uh, well, I, and I think the you, nice um... thing is that you see, you see ETAs, and it's funny that it still says Adley Rushman 2021. We will see. Um, but Grayson Rush and D.L. Hall 2022, so next year. Uh, Gunnar Henderson and Jordan Westberg, 2023. There you go. There's the uh, the middle infield there for our uh, for our 2023 World Series team. And um, it's saying that Heston Kirstas, 2023. Um, Mike Bauman Bowman, 2021. Well, I guess he's already been up. Yeah, I know, nice it's, it's two years away. It's a year away. It's two years away. It's uh, these next three years. We're going to see guys coming up, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to seem mm-hmm. like every other game they're going to be calling up somebody, and it's going to be somebody to be excited about. It's not going to be Keegan Aiken or uh, uh, God. I I can't even think. What was the other? What's the terrible pitcher that we had? The the dirty looking one, uh, the starting one, not Hunter Harvey, but like the. Uh, Dean Kramer. Dean Kramer, yes. Like, I, if I never hear Keegan Aiken or Dean Kramer's name ever again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you think about Bruce Zimmerman? You think he's got a chance to come back? I mean, he's got about as much of a chance as Matt Harvey of coming back. <laughs> Matt Harvey's not going anywhere. Yeah, well, this season, this season he's not going anywhere. Next season, he'll be with somebody else. You see Matt Harvey whining and complaining because he's he's like, I've never seen it this bad before. Be like, dude, you signed up for it. Yeah, he was terrible for the middle of the year. He was terrible. What's he talking about? It's partially because of him. Yeah, 
and he and he says that he, he he's never seen this bad of baseball before. This is like, and do you look in the mirror? Oh boy, you're Everything, a direct reflection true. of what the of what bad baseball is right now. Birdland Sports for fans by fans. Find more great shows like this at BirdlandSports.com. But hey, man, you uh, you want to talk about things that are falling apart? Uh, why don't we move over to football? Okay. Uh, we just just a little bit of news here, and we say we joke about falling apart, but uh, the Ravens lost a vital piece uh, just this past weekend. LJ Fort out for the season with a torn ACL. Um, the Ravens continued their preseason win streak, uh, extended it to 19 games. Uh, so they've won more games than the Orioles have lost uh, in in their streak. Um, but the Ravens are 2-0 in the preseason um, this season. They've got one more game left to go because, remember, there's only three preseason games this year. There's, mm-hmm. uh, was it 17 regular season? Yeah. Uh, weeks, so that's exciting. Uh, but LJ Ford, unfortunately, will not be a part of it. So, have you watched any Ravens football yet, Matt? I have not watched a single snap of the preseason. Well, I usually don't, though. And especially yeah. with this, like, every, I mean, Jackson hasn't even played yet. So I don't even know if he's going to play. I've got a couple of notes here. So Trace Trace McSorley uh, seems to have lost his spot on the depth chart. Um, he hurt his back in the first game. Uh, he went from being the you know guaranteed money in the bank uh, number two on the Ravens. Um, and Tyler Huntley's been impressing, man. Tyler Huntley's been absolutely just uh, just you know tearing it up as of late. Uh, making plays that, that like Lamar would make, just like breaking people's ankles, and um, you know making the passes when it counts, and um, yeah, I think Tyler Huntley is has overtaken that number two spot on the depth chart. Yeah, I do remember him from last year. He got in, he got in a couple games at the end there. Um, yeah, he looked like Lamar. He, he looked like a not. He didn't look like Lamar, but he looked like a replacement for the playbook that Lamar has, you know what I mean? He can handle the running and the, what I'm really saying is he looks like he, he has the same style of play as Lamar. So he can fit into that same playbook. So he'll be a little bit easier of a replacement, uh, similar to RG three was RG three can run, he can throw. Yeah, so, I mean, we're not switching Lamar with uh, Joe Flack. No. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that's what teams want. Really. They don't, they want like a seamless transition. If somebody gets hurt, they don't have to go change in the playbook in the middle of a game. Yeah, absolutely. Because the offensive line is basically built around the idea of a uh, of a quarterback who's able to you know get around in the pocket if need be necessary, and then break out if he needs to too. Yeah, so it's it's not built to sustain somebody you know standing back there forever to throw the ball. No. All right, Matt. So uh, so once again, Ravens two and third game coming up. Um, give you an idea of how much attention I've been paying. Uh, I have no idea who our third preseason game is against. Do you? <laughs> my my guess is the Panthers, or did they just play the Panthers? We just played the Panthers. Well, then I got no idea. <clears throat> I think it's the Washington football team because we seem to always play them in the preseason. I'm going to go ahead and look it up here real quick. Uh, yep. 
Yep, there we go. Ravens and Washington, uh, Saturday, August twenty eighth. So that's their uh, that's their last preseason game, my friend. I'm calling twenty and zero then. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. Um, it's amazing how many times they've won in a row, considering none of these NFL teams care about preseason record. Yeah. So you got to figure one of these games, like they couldn't just throw away one of these games. They couldn't <laughs> hand a win to one of these games, these teams in the preseason. Yeah, well, I mean, that just goes to show how much better our backups and uh, our third string and fourth strings are than other teams' third string and fourth string. Yeah, but some things just had to, like, bounce our way because you know in the fourth quarter of 80% of these games, like, none of the starters were in. That's the only thing that's the only thing that's interesting to me about a preseason win uh, win streak. Mm-hmm. I honestly do I honestly do not care. Like uh, it obviously means nothing towards the real the regular season. So Matt, do you know where uh, do you know where the game is for the Ravens versus the Washington football team? No idea. It's in Landover, Maryland. Okay. okay. <laughs> They shouldn't be the Washington football team. They should be the profe- professional football team of Landover, Maryland. Oh, boy. You know, Leave again, the, the name Washington Redskins was offensive for many reasons, but really they could have changed it to the Landover Redskins and it wouldn't have been nearly as offensive as it is. Yeah, leave them alone, man. They don't even have a, they don't even have a mascot right now. They did narrow it down to three. Did you hear that? I heard, but they, I know they're, they're not going to release the actual names. Probably because there's so much crap they got when they did release like the list before. Yeah. So they're just going to come out with a name. It is what it is, and that's going to be who they are. Hopefully uh, they'll take a lesson from the Cleveland Browns and become the Washington Steamers. <laughs> crappy name for a crappy team. That's right. <laughs> All right, Matt. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, I think that'll do it. All right. I think that'll do it. Uh Baltimore Birdland and beyond, it's been great to be back. We're so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be able to record this podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to recording it again next week. I'm looking forward to be able to actually talk some Ravens football. We're two weeks away from the uh, two weeks away from the season starting, maybe three weeks away. Who knows? Uh, but we've got the Raiders uh, game one. Um, We'll probably be talking a lot of Ravens upcoming, talking a lot of NFL upcoming, a lot of different monkey knife fight bets. We'll even probably brag about our fantasy teams that you guys don't care about. And in the midst there somewhere, we may even talk about the Orioles. We'll see how it's going. Um, Maybe add some people to the list. We'll see how that's going. But uh, in the meantime, if you need to reach out to us, bleacherbirds at gmail.com, at bleachermat for Matt, at bleacher birds at bleacher birds for jimmy um once again thank you all for the messages my family and i are doing fine from the accident i appreciate everybody reaching out um matt soroka we're not taking you off the list for uh sending flowers to my wife and my daughter uh as a matter of fact i feel like i should put you double on the list for that i'm going to contemplate it we'll revisit it next week in the meantime baltimore birdland and beyond See you later. See ya.